You're listening to the Zen Sandwich Podcast. From social observations to travel stories, this is a show that inspires mindfulness, humor, and a realistic approach to a Zen lifestyle in the 21st century. My name is Mark Reed. I'm a former college professor and lawyer. I now live in Japan and make handmade paper. This is your source for 5-Minute Zen and other content to start your day, learn something new, or get a different perspective on life in this rapidly evolving modern world. Hey, here we are. You're listening to Episode 8. Play Stupid Games, Win Stupid Prizes. What does this have to do with you? Basically this. If you ever begin a sentence with, Hey, hold my beer. Yeah, don't do whatever you're about to do. Hopefully we'll all get some perspective on being prepared for the consequences of our actions in life and using that the possible consequences, as a metric, a guiding mechanism to help you decide whether or not to do some action. Whether it's, uh, should I tell my friend what I really think, to should I post this uh, this controversial or, or raunchy meme on Facebook, uh, or to something criminal, or that might be criminal, might be illegal. Are you prepared, not just aware, but are you prepared for the consequences? Often we're not, Right. And I'm not telling you one way or another what you should do. There's no Ten Commandments here. Your morality, your ethics are yours and yours alone. That's certainly not what this show's about. But the question is, are you prepared? So it was a uh, Marine Corps buddy of mine that shared that, that axiom, play stupid games, win stupid prizes, with me. And it has stuck in my head for a long time. He was in the Marines, but after doing some research, I found that it, that, that uh, saying is, is widely disseminated across all branches of the military. And I knew that there was actually some Zen in that notion. But uh, more on that in a moment. First, let me tell you the story of one of the dumbest things I have ever done in my life. It is confession time here on Zen Sandwich. So I was uh, drinking beers with my friends, with several friends. And that's not the dumb part yet, but, you know, a lot of stories of dumb behavior begin that way, right? Well, we were drinking beers near this, um, I, I can only think to describe it as a, an empty drainage canal that ran down the middle of, of the street. And the important imagery here for you to picture is that it was approximately 90 feet deep. I, I come up with that number specifically because uh, you know, I, I grew up in Alabama uh, watching football, uh, playing football. I've been on a football field hundreds of times. And so I, I perceive long distances in terms of, hey, how long is that on a football field? And I would guess that this canal was about 30 yards, about three first downs from the top to the bottom. So about 90 feet. Anyway, it was a long way down and no water at the bottom of this drainage canal. And it was about 10 yards, uh, about 30 feet across to the other side. Now, I, I can't say for sure if it would have been certain death if someone were to fall that distance down the concrete canal. But death was a possibility and serious or severe injury, maybe even permanent injury, was probable. So... Every so often along this drainage canal, 
there were these uh, steel cross beams that ran between the two sides. And I, I don't know the the engineering or architectural reasoning for the cross beams. Uh, the canal was all concrete. I, I don't know if they were supportive, if they offered some supportive benefit or or what, but it doesn't matter. They uh, they were sturdy enough to, to hold a human being, and uh, uh, somehow it came up in the conversation among my, my friends and I that there were about seven or eight of us that uh, it would be ballsy for anyone to attempt to cross one of these beams suspended 90 feet or so above certain injury or possible death, especially after we'd been drinking. I mean, that guy, if he did, if someone did that, that guy would be a hero, we mused. Well, the other guys laughed it off. No one was willing or daring enough to attempt it, except me. Hey, uh, hold my beer. So I climbed the fence that was obviously there to prevent someone from accidentally falling into the drainage canal or prevent some idiot like me from doing what I was about to do. But I hopped over the fence stared down the crossbeam. My friends now behind me were silent. No one was making jokes or trying to startle me. Even inebriated, they sensed how serious the consequences could be. I slowly, steadily placed one foot in front of another and gazed exclusively at the beam in each step, never once thinking of looking down to the bottom, and gingerly walked across that beam like a tightrope walker in a circus. I made it over, I made it back to my friends by the same method. Was I a hero for successfully doing what none of them were willing to do? And you expect me to probably say, hell no, it was, it was stupid crazy, right? Well, maybe I was a little bit of a hero that night. They were certainly impressed, and I had gained some fleeting respect for an evening. But just because I made it successfully, because I did it and survived does not even one ounce make it worth it. It remains one of the top five dumbest things I think I've ever done in my life. And here's why. Here is the takeaway. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. My act of bravado that night gained me nothing, ultimately. That was all ego. And ego is your enemy in Zen. Now, I don't mean self-confidence or a positive self-image or a healthy sense of self, self-worth or, or even a bit of self-indulgence like we talked about in the, the Hugay episode. Uh, those things are great, but it is the ego that clings to attachments. It's the ego that is jealous of others or of their success. It's ego that gets your feelings hurt because someone says something about you. Or maybe doesn't notice you at all. Doesn't notice your new shoes or your hairstyle. Ego is a deep-rooted attachment in Zen and is a constant source of suffering. That was my ego that night. That attachment of wanting to be liked or popular or, or lauded by my friends that, that caused me to risk my very life. Now here's the important part. I was aware of the danger. That's why I was so careful with each step. I knew what could happen. But you know what? I wasn't at all prepared for the disaster that might have ensued had I fallen. For what that would have done to my family back uh, back home. Uh, I was overseas when this happened. and uh, Or what that would have meant for my job or you know other people who depended on me. I wasn't prepared for that at all. 
I mean, let me also be clear. I'm not saying don't be bold or courageous in life. On the contrary, I've taken many chances that have paid off well, and I failed a lot too. There's a famous quote by Teddy Roosevelt that I admire. uh, He said, Far better is it to dare mighty things, to win glorious triumphs, even though checkered by failure, than to rank with those poor spirits who neither enjoy nor suffer much because they live in a gray twilight that knows not victory nor defeat. Now that longing for a glorious triumph in that quote sure does sound a lot like ego there, right? But I don't read it that way. I'm saying pick and choose your courageous moments wisely, selflessly, and may those decisions not be made in the interest of satisfying your ego. Medical workers, for example, during this pandemic, they are bold and courageous. Those are heroes to be lauded. The glorious triumph they achieve isn't to glorify the ego. The glorious triumph is in saving another person's life. So here's your five minutes Zen. Think about what is necessary in your life versus decisions your ego might make. Now this could be as something as simple as gossiping about a friend to another friend. What do you really have to gain by doing that versus are you prepared for the stupid prize you might receive if they find out? Or take the recent events of actress Lori Loughlin. Now, I, I used her as an example for a specific reason. I mean, at the time of this recording, she's still sitting in a, uh, a federal correction institution in California. I think she's due out in a few days. But, um, you know, she if you recall, she and her husband paid $500,000 to get their daughters into USC, Southern California. Now, and I'm not here to, to bash her. She's getting enough punishment for her involvement already. But I use this as a perfect example because think about it. She may have believed her intentions were good. She wanted to get her daughters into a prestigious school for them to get the best education, for them to have a better chance at a successful life than most people get. She may have believed at the time her actions were actually altruistic, that she was self-sacrificing in the way of $500,000 or taking the risk that she did but she certainly was not prepared for the consequences when she got caught. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. So the Zen here is to think about what is necessary in your life versus decisions your ego might make. In Zen, there's a common, very short story that goes like this. One day, the student asked his teacher, Master, what is enlightenment? To which the master replies, Eat when you are hungry, sleep when you are tired. Now that may seem like an oversimplified uh, version of enlightenment, but but the essence of that story is that if you satisfy your needs, you'll be content, at peace, happy, enlightened. The wants in your life generally come from our ego. Now when I set out to create this podcast... The whole thing, not just this episode. I wanted to offer real-world Zen, practical, realistic, modern. So I, I'm not saying give up all your wants and only do what is absolutely necessary. This is not a podcast for anyone aspiring to be a Buddhist monk and giving up all their worldly possessions and 
just wearing a Buddhist robe all the time. This ain't that show. Uh, I Look, I want stuff too. But I can recognize the difference between a need and a want. And I can detach from those wants when I can't when I can't get them or I don't get them. And I'm certainly not going to do anything to compromise my health or the health or well-being of my family for some want. Implied in that simple Zen story about enlightenment, eat when you're hungry, sleep when you're tired, is the axiom here that if you play stupid, unnecessary games, you might win stupid, unfortunate prizes. So think twice before you ask someone to hold your beer. Okay, that is all for this episode. No beers for me tonight or stupid games. Tomorrow, well, tomorrow's another day and my ego will be there waiting for me, I'm sure. Hey, if you like the episode, be sure to hit subscribe wherever you're listening and, and tell a friend. The, the more we grow, the longer we can stick around. Join us next time for episode 9. I will be interviewing Casey Ruff, very interesting guy, very positive, uh, motivating, uh, inspirational kind of guy. He's a physical trainer, nutritionist. He's also a podcaster. His show is Boundless Body Radio. He interviews some really big names in sports, health, and medicine. Check his show out and then come back and hear what he has to say here on this show next time.